Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. And we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to Hindsight Hacking, everyone. How's it going? Corey here. What's going on, Tony and Ron? How's it going? All right. So to everyone in the audience, for those of you that are unfamiliar familiar with Tony Caggiano, you are missing out. He is the ADA Comply Guy. He's an entrepreneur of over 30 years. And honestly, he's got one of the biggest hearts that you would ever find. So if you have a website, you need to know Tony. Tony, what's going on, my friend? How are you guys doing today? Great to be here. We are excited to have you. We've known Tony for uh, cash. It's almost been almost been a year, a couple more months. It's a year. Uh, <laughs> and, and we met in person and then we've continued this cool relationship online. But for the people that don't know who you are, can you give a quick little backstory about Tony? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, like you said, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 plus years. Um, you know, I was the, the typical kid who needed to make money. So I figured out a way to um, lure my neighbors into letting me cut their grass. So uh, that was my first um, dive into becoming an entrepreneur and, and working for myself. But since there, since then, you know, I've, I've tried many, many different things from, you know, owning my own IT company. I was a DJ for 22 years, um, you know, even down to my wife and I owned a, a child care center. So it's, it's been a long, um, fun road. You know, I've, I've done really well in some and, you know, not so well in others and, and taken those failures and turned them around and learned them, turned them into lessons. But, um, you know, um, but recent, most recently I've been able to, um, get more into the online digital world and, um, being in it, I was able to connect with a, um, a developer to, um, provide a service that a lot of businesses need um, that are now online and, and bringing their online presence really um, more to the forefront. So I'm sure we'll we'll dive into that in a little bit, but uh, that's that's where I am right now. Yeah. And for, for those of you that don't know ADA compliance on websites, you can head over to nowmydream22.com and you can see the full aspect of being ADA compliant. Tony was nice enough to install that on our page and it literally took him like two seconds. So uh, we don't want any any uh, lawsuits like some of the famous people like Kylie Jenner just because an ADA uh, website's not ADA compliant. But let's let's pull back a little bit first. You have had the successful businesses. Uh, you've had the failures you mentioned. Uh, you've even worked with your wife. I would love to hear a little bit about like what was the most successful and why, and maybe what was uh, the the one that was led to the biggest opportunity or learning lessons and why? Okay. Um, well, I, I would have to say the most successful was my, my DJ business, which was kind of my second part-time business that I was doing on the weekends because I loved music. So I grew up um, just, you know, my mom was a piano teacher, just got into music really young. And 
Uh, everything in my life had to do with music. Um, I love going to concerts in college. Pearl Jam was my biggest, you know, I got to meet the band, you know, at University of Massachusetts before they became big. And um, so music was just a part of every part of my life. And so um, I got involved by accident because I, I met a friend whose dad owned a roller skating rink and he invited me to hang out with him one night in the DJ booth. And, and I just loved it. And just from there, um, you know, started learning about it got a mentor. He brought me in, taught me how to do weddings. And then from there, it just lasted for a 22 year span of on weekends. You know, I would travel all over New England um, and, you know, do weddings. We were, you know, him and I actually joined forces and we were one of the biggest wedding companies in the area um, doing um, DJ work for weddings. So I think that was really one of my biggest successes because um, a lot of what I like to do is what I call relationship marketing. And, and, because it was such a personal business, I would meet with the, the couples, get to know them personally and really working for them to make that that special day, you know, the best it could be from, you know, what I needed to do for them. So every business that I've had really stems back to um, giving back or you're giving something to my clients and building a relationship with them. And that's really how I've been so successful in a lot of the businesses that I've had. But I think one of the biggest learning lessons lessons came from probably one of my biggest failures was the child care center. Um, you know, we bought that because when we moved to North Carolina, um, we knew nobody. We had no family or friends here. And we kind of ran into this place, um, this drop-in child care center where we drove up and we're like, what is this place? They're like, oh, you could just drop your kids off here for a couple hours if you want and go on a date. And we're like, no way. And we were just enthralled with the idea. We got to, you know, we did our due diligence. We got to know the owners really well because they were a couple in, in town. And so we wound up using that place for four years when we first moved here. And our kids grew up there. They got to meet friends there and they had play dates there. And we just loved the place so much. And the owners um, were kind of getting, their kids were getting older and they were doing travel hockey and they were going to close the place. We're like, you can't do that. You can't do that. So we kind of jumped in kind of blindly and said, hey, we'll take it over. We'll buy it from you, not knowing what we were getting into. Um, and so, you know, that was a business that we kind of got into because of a, you know, um, a personal thing that we wanted to help the community save this place because a lot of people used it. So um, one of the big learning lessons that I had really was, um, you know, to do your due diligence and make sure that you're getting, if you're getting into a business, making sure it's the right fit for you and making sure that it's going to be something that's going to benefit, you know, not only you, but the community and, and you know, what you're going to be able to, to get out of it. So. No, I, I love that you brought up both aspects, you know, cause I think when people start, you know, buy a business, they instantly think if they open the doors, you know, people's just going to walk in and it's easy. You know, I used to own a restaurant and that's what other restaurant owners thought. And I was like, no, you buy yourself a job. So yes. just get past that. Once you get past that, you're fine. Yeah. I, I also love the piece where you're talking about the relationship marketing, right? So, so the relationship business, because especially online, we have built this relationship online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We met each other, but I actually know you more because we hang out weekly on, on a, you know, on a zoom call more than, uh, than we talked, you know, in February for three days in a row. Yeah. Um, so, so that relationship piece, when did you realize that was kind of the, the key to what you were doing? Um, great question. You know, I, 
in, in the beginning, it was, you know, I was the typical young entrepreneur saying, okay, here I am. This is what I do by my stuff. And it's like, you know, like the analogy of, you know, you're going to ask somebody to marry them on your first date. No. Um, so I got more involved with um, networking, not network marketing, but networking in network groups um, where I would physically go. And that's how I grew my, my IT company. Um, I got involved in a in a group called BNI, Business Networking International, and I was involved in some chambers and things, and I brought their concept there, but they had a philosophy called giver's gain. And so what that really is, is building a relationship with the people in your group, um, this networking group, so that way you can be a trusted source for that for their clients. And so you're getting to know one person, building that relationship, and they're going to be referring you to their sphere of influence. And the average person has about 200 people that they can directly connect somebody else to um, as referral source or, or things like that. And so that's where I really first learned, you know, building those relationships. And those relationships actually became really good friendships. And from there, you know, I, I just got flooded with referrals because people would go out and say, hey, Tony has this IT company. He's really dedicated to his customers. I would do work for, for these people. And then they would say, hey, he's done a great job for me. You know, you should hire him. So that's that was my first you know, take on, Hey, I really need to start building relationships. And then, you know, I use that for years to come, but just really in the past year, once I, I learned about, um, you know, the culture of funnel of, um, click funnels and went to funnel hacking live and got to meet people. Um, you know, I was, you know, engulfed in that networking again. I'm like, Oh my God, these are some amazing people. I gotta, I gotta really get to know them. And that week at Funnel Hacking Live really allowed me to create a lot of great connections. And then COVID hit and there was no more, you know, there were no more events I can go to. There were no more places that I could really connect with people. And then people started meeting more online. And I'm like, this is a great way to really start building those relationships. And that's that's what I did. I just dove in um, and started connecting with people, getting to know them and wanting to figure out how I can go and help them first and give back to them. Um, and that's how I started building more and more relationships. Well, I have to say, you know, every relationship I seem to form, Tony, they are like, oh yeah, I love Tony Caggiano. He's the <laughs> best, right? Like you're like one step ahead of us every time on these relationships. It's pretty incredible. Uh, but but I, I want to dive back a little bit to when we, all three of us met, like all three of us have had this in and out of entrepreneurial journeys, uh, little things here and there, uh, to, to try to be different, but then we all find, found ourselves in jobs. We found ourselves having the JLB and the bosses and, and good and the bad and the ugly uh, mm -hmm. of that situation. And when we met, we all had jobs and then COVID hit and it, it all changed. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and now none of us have a, a quote unquote job, right? We, we just have our businesses that, uh, we can only build through these relationships that we're, mm -hmm. we're building. Right. Um, so walk us through, like, I don't know, the last six months, right? Like you've been preparing for this mm -hmm. well before, I mean, we were all preparing for this well before COVID hit and then COVID forced it to go faster, but walk us through, like, how's that last year been, uh, as you've developed this, the ADA compliance stuff. And as you've really, gone down this path to a point when you were forced to you're all in or you're going to get a different job. Right. And you might right. have to quit. So, um, yeah, walk us through, through all that. 
Well, like I said, you know, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. And even when I had my jobs, I would be doing things on the side. So to me, it's it's very ingrained. And I honestly, I don't like working for other people. You know, I do it, you know, and I did it when I needed to. Um, and, you know, and I always gave my all when I had a job. You know, I I did my job to the best of my ability and, and gave it as much as I could. But I always had something on the side. You know, I'm not the type of guy in my spare time to sit and just watch TV. Although once in a while I like to watch a movie and, and whatnot, but I'm always, I like to read books. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to learn from other people. Um, and so that's, that's just what I geek out on. And so I'm always doing something. And so last year when, um, you know, I found myself with some extra time, um, my wife was, I was helping my wife with a, a local charity. She started um, getting clothes for local kids because there were kids going to our, our son's public school in pajamas in the wintertime with no jackets because this area in North Carolina, um, there are kids that don't even have enough clothes to go to school. So she created this, this um, local charity fundraiser, collecting money and clothes for kids. And our garage was filled with clothes. Um, and so, you know, I really got back into the, um, the philanthropic frame of, of mind and really wanted to do something. And so I started, you know, in my spare time creating an, a fundraising app for the local schools to do it even more and, and whatnot. And that's kind of how it led to me finding ClickFunnels and the developer and, and kind of pivoting with, with COVID. But, um, you know, I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to eventually go back to working for myself. And, um, you know, that plan was there and, you know, it was probably going to be sometime next year where I was going to make the switch and say, okay, my business is big enough. I'm going to go that route. So that way I can make a smoother transition. Um, but sometimes, you know, there are factors that come about and you just have to roll with them. Like, like a lot of us pivoted with COVID, you know, um, and it turned out to be really good for a lot of people. Um, you know, the people who didn't embrace it, um, you know, are still kind of struggling. And this is where, this is one of the things that I want to do to help people who are still struggling, help them figure out what their, their pivot is. Um, but, you know, when I found, you know, that opportunity kind of closed with the fundraising because it was more of a physical business to school connection, kind of a coupon fundraising thing. And I had to shelf that, you know, I had put money into developing this app and I shelved it, but another opportunity was staring me right in the face because one of the developers that I kind of ran into was creating this software. And I knew about ADA compliance years ago, but it was more, okay, yeah, you know, the bigger guys really need to do it and have their web developers redesign their whole site and make it compliant within a static set of frameworks for them um, with the WCGA is the International uh, Consortium of um, Accessible Design. And so that's what they were doing. And it, and it used to cost thousands of dollars to really redesign your website. Um, but then I saw this software where it actually put a tool, toolbar and a bunch of tools to dynamically adjust the site um, right on your uh, on the website, you know, at a much more cost-effective way. And so not only was it more dynamic and allowed people with different needs to adjust the site to their specific needs, instead of just a static website that conformed to a, a static set of needs, but it was also affordable now for almost everybody who had a website. And because the ADA was cracking down more and more and more on the smaller to medium sized businesses, it really became apparent that this is something that was really, really needed. And so that opportunity was there. And I kind of just said, Hey, I, I really think this is something that I need to do. So. No, I, I, I love, I love that. I think, uh, 
I, I have been struggling with this whole entrepreneurial journey myself because I, I just don't like working for people. Uh, I really, really yeah. don't. Um, I, I try to get along with them. I just don't like bad them. employee over there. <laughs> I am a bad employee. <laughs> I am a very bad, bad employee and I've been a bad employee and it's not that I didn't do my job because I did my job. Uh, I, I don't like bosses. I just don't. Right. Um, because you get hired to do a job and at one point they're excited that you're different and you're doing something different because it, it was something that maybe they didn't think of and you're able to impact the business. But the second you get it to where you, they want you to get it to, guess what happens? They instantly want you to conform to exactly what probably got them into that mess in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've been struggling with that with my wife for a while and yeah, I'm, I'm happily unemployed now. So that's awesome. But <laughs> the other piece that you talked about was the opportunity, right? So the, an opportunity gets, you know, I talk about it in a moment. So moments are presented to you and you either make a choice to take the moment or you don't, right? Mm -hmm. What made you decide, and, and maybe it wasn't a choice, but what made you decide now's the moment that I'm going to take for me? Um, as far as taking, taking this opportunity and saying this is right for me? Is, it, mm -hmm. is, that, is that the question? Um, yeah. Well, really, you know, it, it kind of stems back also to, um, you know, kind of a, a little bit in my personal life, you know, um, our son was diagnosed with autism when he was two. So, you know, throughout the years, we've been finding ways to help him um, adapt and learn the way that he learns. And so we've, we've always been, since then, we've been involved in a lot of different charities and giving back to people with disabilities. And it kind of just, you know, was staring me in the face saying, hey, this is a way that you can combine your past experience and expertise in business, in IT, and, you know, with helping people with disabilities. And it just kind of was an opportunity, I, like smacked me in the face. It wasn't just an opportunity saying, hey, this is something you can do. It was like, this was meant for you to do this. And I said, you know what, I'm all in. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and the ADA Comply guy was kind of born one day when, you know, I, I figured out I was all in and I was talking to my wife in the car. I said, you know what, I really need to figure out how I can be the expert in the space and learn everything I can about it and really bring you know, my story into it and, and help others, you know, not only the business owners that are going to, you know, help their website and bring more people in that otherwise can't use their site, but also be an advocate for the disabled community and not just people who are seeing impaired or hearing impaired. It's really, um, there's many different, um, different abilities that I, I like to say that can utilize these tools and, you know, bring them into the online world where they otherwise can't. So good, Tony. Uh, man, like your heart is just bigger than I, than I can even imagine. Uh, hearing about your passions all stem to the charity for the kids, helping uh, the fundraising, right? Like all the stuff. I'm getting a weird echo, uh, but definitely it's it's just pretty incredible, Tony. Well, thank you. You're echoing. I'm everything's echoing right now. I'm not sure why weird so beauty of life who's who else is off who else got some <laughs> volume come on what do we got going on but uh, <laughs> all right tony so 
I'm going to pivot to our signature question because I really want to dig into ADA comply guy and okay. what what everything is happening in the future uh, and now and and just that whole subject is so so cool. Uh, but before we get there, if we if you had perfect hindsight, we all know hindsight's 2020. So if you had the ability with a perfect hindsight and you could go back in time and talk to a younger Tony. What advice would you give and when would you go back? Oh, gosh, I think, um, you know, I, I it goes back probably to my mid 20s when, you know, I really wanted to. Um, to really give up, you know, and the thing that I would tell my younger self now, and it's really become my own mantra. And I, and I kind of borrowed it from a Disney movie, meet the Robinsons. It's, it's my mantra of keep moving forward because, you know, a lot of times, even in your journey of being an entrepreneur, you're going to have some really great successes and you're going to like feel really, really good about yourself. And then the next day you could have something that could really hit you hard and be kind of a downer and really bring you way down. And a lot of those times you really have to just look back at the past week, the past month, the past year, and see how far you've come. Where was I back then? And then look at where you are now when you're at a down place and be like, well, I've made it this far. I can keep moving forward and make it even further. And that kind of helps bring you back up, bring your spirit back up in order to continue on your path because it may take you a while. There are a lot of overnight successes that took years. You know, <laughs> uh, a lot of people say, you know, I'm, I'm a 10 year overnight success. Um, and it's, it's the truth because a lot of people really grind before, uh, for a long time before they figure out what works and, you know, um, build to whatever they consider success. Um, so, uh, so it would definitely be to make sure I tell myself to keep moving forward. Cause there was a time when I just quit and I went back to corporate America and I was just like, okay, I'll just get a job and you know, that's it. And it, it, it didn't take long for me to, to not like that and wanted to go back. So, um, so for everybody out there, just keep moving forward. Know that you're, you're doing good. Even if you don't feel like you're moving anywhere, look back a month, look back six months, look back a year and see how far you've come. Yeah, I think that's so important. Giving yourself the opportunity to stop, look where you used to be mm -hmm. and recognize what you've accomplished. I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, when we met at FHL, I had actually no idea how ADA compliance, like I, I didn't understand. I was mm -hmm. like, I, I, what, what are we doing? And then, then you put it on our, our site and I was like, Oh my gosh, now I understand. Right mm -hmm. now I get it. So for me, I was like, not only do I think he's a great person, but his product is helping so many people out there. It's phenomenal. So guys definitely check it out for sure. Um, but I know you're doing other things as well. So what else are you up to, Tony? Well, um, you, you know, I kind of like as an entrepreneur, I, I've been helped throughout my journey by other entrepreneurs who were mentors or, um, you know, just good friends, you know, I've created relationships with have helped me along the way. And so I've always, and, and as you've seen with any of my other businesses, always been a passion for me to give back and help others. So um, I've also started a Facebook group called the entrepreneurial journey to give back to other entrepreneurs, connect other entrepreneurs with, you know, other people who have, um, either found success or, you know, haven't even gotten there yet, or even new entrepreneurs to connect people 
when they need to be connected. Um, so, you know, I, I like to share my own experiences and, you know, help others um, figure out where they are in their journey and where they need to be. So it, it's kind of like um, being a coach for hundreds of people in my group and people who like to follow me. And so I like to just connect other entrepreneurs because I don't know it all. And I, I definitely will never, ever know it all. I like to connect and surround myself with people who know more and different things than I do. So that way I can leverage their expertise to help myself and the other people that I meet. And I've, I've connected a lot of different people that I've met in Funnel Hacking Live to each other, you know, and in this community. And, you know, I don't, I don't look to do it to get the, the, um, the recognition for it, but I've seen how some of these connections, you know, and other people have done it too. Like our, our good friend, Jim Beard has, has done it in an amazing way. Um, just connecting a whole bunch of different people in the community to each other. And that's really how, you know, communities can really explode. And, you know, when you get a bunch of people that are experts in a certain area in different areas together, you can really create some amazing synergy. And so that's what I really like to do um, to connect people and, you know, trying to share my expertise. And, and eventually, you know, I'd like to put it together in a coaching program where I can really, you know, dive deep and help others one-on-one -on -one and, and, and help their businesses as well. So. So good. So good. I can't wait to see that coaching program, Tony. That, it's going to be epic, I am sure. But can you, can you walk through a, walk us through a little bit of ADA comply, what it means without too much of the techno babble, because yeah. it's, you know, obviously many of us, this, I mean, when we met you, it was the first time we truly heard of, uh, at least Ron and I, that we truly heard about a website being ADA compliant. Right. And, right. and obviously you see it if, when you're out in public, you see it everywhere. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, building restaurants, and being involved with any opening of any kind of business, like ADA compliance is, is without question part of the process, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's funny that I never personally thought of it being part of the process online. And so uh, you have something that that is is needed. And I would love to, you know, I know on your website you've got a couple of stories of 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 past reasons why it's needed. But yeah, just give us some details uh, about just ADA comply. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like you touched a little bit on, I'll, I'll explain exactly, you know, a little bit what ADA compliance is for websites. So, um, you know, we all know brick and mortar buildings. They, you see it every day, handicap parking and ramps and handicap accessible bathrooms and grab bars and all those things. Those were brought into law in 1990, signed in into law by um, President Bush at the time. And, you know, now it's part of building codes and everything are required for brick and mortar businesses to allow for um, people with um, disabilities to be able to access and use public spaces. Um, well, back in approximately, it was like 2016 or so, Winn-Dixie was one of the first online cases where somebody with a disability um, brought a lawsuit against them through the ADA for not being able to utilize their website because they couldn't see it um, and whatever the case may be. And the judge actually said, you need to go and change your website. And so that was the beginning of a whole slew of um, follow-up ADA lawsuits against people or companies like Chick-fil-A, Home Depot, um, 
Kylie Jenner is one of the newer ones, but Beyonce was one of the first big people. And so they went through all of the large corporations and these corporations went and fixed their website statically and said, okay, now we're ADA compliant. But then, you know, it now is trickling down into the small to medium sized businesses um, to make sure that these, these websites are compliant. So in order to, to take away the techno babble, to explain basically what it is, I've, I've, come up with this analogy story and it's basically the story of a builder you know a contractor who had, goes to this job site and has the opportunity to build one of three houses so the first house he goes to the job site and everything is there for him for materials he's got the wood he's got the nails and, and everything but he has no tools to actually build the house so he has to figure out how to build this house without a hammer without any tools the next house he has he has all of the wood, all of the nails and all the materials and they hand him a hammer and say, this is your only tool. You can go and you can build this house, but all you have is hammer. He can probably build the house, but it may take him a while. He won't be as productive and he may give up before he finishes the house. But the third house, he goes there and they have all the materials, obviously. And then they give him a whole bunch of tools, inclu including a pneumatic nail gun that's adjustable to his use, however fast he wants to go. And so he's able to go and build this house super efficiently um you know get the job done and you know and actually have fun you you know building the house and then move on to the next house that he wants to build so if, if you take a look at these three scenarios which one do you think you know he's actually going to go to um the first house being a house without any ada compliance um on, comparing it to a website you know where somebody goes there and they can't they can't use the site because there's no tool or tools to be able to allow them to see the site, adjust the site, hear the site. Um, and, and so they just leave. Um, so the second house is equivalent to a website that is ADA compliant, but statically, you know, a web designer has gone in and statically made the fonts a certain size, the contrast a certain way and everything like that. And it would help some people, um, but it's not going to help the masses who need a whole bunch of different tools for their different needs. Um, and so they may go through it. It may be tough for them. They may complete the job, but most of them will probably give up and move on. Um, and then the third house is really equivalent to a dynamically adjustable site that's compliant um, and accessible, giving you all the tools that different people would need to utilize the website, whether it be a screen reader, contrast changes, you know, um, font sizes, magnification, whatever the tools that they're going to need, they they specifically need, they can utilize to change the site, go through the site and convert and complete the sale. And so it's the business owners are actually attracting, you know, 18 to 25% of internet users have some sort of disability that hinders using websites. So it's a huge amount of people out there that they're not bringing to their website that they can and now you know these people can go and utilize these websites and so my main goal really is to go out there and be an advocate and educate businesses about the need for this to bring you know to advocate for the disabled community and bring them together you know let the people buy where they want to buy and and let the business owners thrive in this this changing world that we're in because more and more people are actually going to buy online, especially when things get back to the new normal, people are in the habit of buying more online and are going to, you know, continue this. And they're really going to need it more and more as, as time goes on. So that's, that's where my mission is to help make the internet accessible to people of all abilities. 
Well, what's cool about your product is it doesn't change. Like, let's say I go in and I change it for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change it for everybody. It just right. change it, changes it for me. Mm-hmm. And so as the business owner, you're able to, like you said, reach out to people that they couldn't get to before, right. but they don't have to do anything except contact you, have you connect your stuff to them, mm-hmm. and it's done. It's really, really simple. But the people that you can connect with after – they take care of it themselves and they know how to do it because they do it in other places. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very easy to install. It doesn't change the website, you know, back end. You don't have to do any coding except for copy and paste a header code. Uh, it's a JavaScript code that we give you right into your website and we can even help you with that. Um, and then we can, we can even go further. Um, one of the big things that the ADA um, likes to have is for people with seeing uh, impairments is alternate text. And that's when, you know, they have different um, inputs to their computer where it will tell them when they're hovering over a picture, it'll describe that picture. And if they don't have alternate text in their website and our, and our software will help embed those very easily in the background, we can scan the website. It'll give us a list of pictures and we can put in all your alt text for you. But if they hover over a picture, if there's nothing in alt text, it'll just say picture, picture, picture and you know you want it to say logo of hindsight hacking you know picture of ron cool you know picture of Corey carter you know when they when they hover over it they want to know what they're hovering over and this is where the alternate text comes in and so that's one of the advanced features that we have uh, available as well that before now was really um something that had to be hard-coded inside the website um back end so Man, it's so amazing. Uh, the the inter- interwebs have come a long way with all the, the different software softwares available with all the people like you that see the problem and then find the solution for the said problem. So it's so incredible. All right, Tony. So I have one final question from me. And, uh, you know, I you've talked a lot about the relationship aspect. You've talked a lot about things that you do because of you your big heart and, and how you want to serve. So if you were to leave a listener with one single thing that they could walk away with today to actually get out there and either show a bigger heart, serve a better way, or uh, create a, a new software or something like where, where would you tell them? What would you tell them to like, get them on that path? Um, you know, take a look at what you're doing or what you want to do or what your passion is and figure out how that relates and could help somebody else. You know, um, I've always been driven to make sure that everything that I've done, you know, in somehow, some way is going to benefit somebody else. And, you know, if, if you're growing a business, figure out how you can help somebody before you benefit, you know, don't go out there just to benefit, help people just to benefit, but, you know, give of yourself, give of, of your time, give of, give something to somebody before you ask for something in return or not even ask for something in return. Because sometimes, you know, one of the biggest things that I've seen in the philosophy of Giver's Game, I've given to a lot of people out of just loving to give to people. And I may not get anything back directly from that person, but that person will either connect me to somebody else who will, will become a customer or referral or some way something that you know when you put it out into the world it's going to come back to you in some one way or another even if it's not a direct return um it's going to come back to you so you know 
figure out in your business if it's if you're you know out there right now and you're selling a product and you're just focusing on selling and the money you're going to bring in dig a little deeper look at how your product or you know can you add a service that's going to be a value add to your customer um you know figure out how to help them first before asking for that sale oh, gosh tony uh i think we keep going on and on forever but <laughs> I, I totally uh, appreciate you being with us today. And uh, where can you. our audience, like, I know they're probably wanting to understand a little bit more about ADA compliance, uh, but where can they find you? Uh, a couple of different places. Right now, I'm I'm really active on Facebook, um, getting more on to Instagram. But, um, you know, I do, I try to do a lot of Facebook lives. I started that a few months ago and I, I love doing that. So, um, you know, watch for me, you know, connect with me on Facebook. Um, Facebook Messenger, contact me directly. I love talking to people. I love creating relationships. So, you know, I'm the type of person where you could reach out directly and I'm going to respond. I don't have a big team or chat bots or anything like that. So reach directly out to me. Um, but, um, but also, you know, my Facebook group, The Entrepreneurial Journey, please feel free to come in and you can, you know, watch the interviews that I do. Uh, I've been trying to do them twice a week. I'm going to get back to that schedule um, very soon. Um, but you know, if you want to learn more about ADA compliance for your website, um, you can go right to my website at adacomplyguy.com. And, um, I'm going to be adding a lot more videos and explainer videos to really dive deep into, uh, there's a lot more that goes into it that, you know, I can't, you know, we can spend hours on here explaining, but, um, there's going to be a lot more information very soon to really explain how it's going to help your business and how you're going to help the greater good and, and, you know, the disabled community as, as a whole. So. All right. So if you out there listening, have a website, dream of having a website, anything online, you need to know Tony, the ADA comply guy for sure. He'll help you out and make sure to keep you compliant and definitely head on over to his Facebook group, entrepreneurial journey, where he interviews such great guys like, you know, myself, I've been on there. I'd like to think about <laughs> that. Uh, I know Ron is going to be on there soon. And uh, definitely, Tony, it's it's been a pleasure getting to know you over the last uh, eight months, 10 months, wherever we're at with that journey. And uh, it is our entrepreneurial journey uh, side by side with you that uh, has been definitely such a blessing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. And it's an honor to know you guys. Thanks, Tony. Uh, we appreciate the time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. All right, everyone. I truly hope you enjoyed that. And I'm serious. The man with the biggest heart of somebody that I've met in this online space, uh, Tony Caggiano. What a great, great person he is. And, and his mission, Ron, like, to to go from helping and serving kids that need you know some kind of fundraiser clothes food all that stuff to helping the entire world with ADA compliance uh, because he's out to serve uh, so many people that need it and it's just you know so commendable. Yeah, it makes you look and see if you're doing enough as a person. I mean, really. Like as he was talking, I was like, gosh, am I doing enough to give back? Right. Right. Um, so that was, it was very thought provoking for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I, I know we have some ideas, but we've yet to move forward on those ideas. So uh, speaking of moving forward, do you have any takeaways today? I, I do. And actually one of them 
was moving forward. So that was going to be number two, but we're going to go with number one since it was such a great setup. Um, so first thing is don't quit. Like, you know, I've, I've said this and I, I used to say the word, what if, what if you don't start, what if you quit, who are you not impacting and who are you robbing of their future by stopping what you're doing? Right. It's not always going to be perfect. It's going to have hard times because the hard times help you learn something you need to learn. And if you keep having the same hard time, you're not learning what you need to learn. So really analyze what you're going through. And the other piece is something that he said that, uh, Corey, I, I think you've heard me say before, surround yourself with people that can do things you can't do. Right. Yep. All the time in, in jobs, in your entrepreneurial journey, find people that are better at things than you are and give them the space to be great. Yeah. That will make you better. So good. So good. All right. So, and I, I gotta, I gotta add one just because as you said, you walked away with thinking, you know, thought provoked, like, are we doing enough? And, and, but the other piece, like if you go in and I think we've done a daily hack on this, if you go in to a situation with out any expectation, right? Right. If you start with the mindset of I'm going to give and I'm going to give and I'm going to give and I'm going to serve. And when the time is right, it will come tenfold. And for anybody in the church, you know, like they always talk about tithings, right? Like mm -hmm. it, you give and you give, then it comes back. And so it, that's the same thing. You may not have to give money. You may not have to donate uh, anything like that, but you can give your expertise. You can give your shoulder. You can give your ear and lend a time yeah. that a person needs. And, and so much, Tony definitely brings that out of people, like to make you think, are you giving enough? Are you serving enough? So Tony... You're the man. I really appreciate knowing you and, and thank you. Uh, but all right. So next thing, I just want to put it out there. If you on the iTunes, on the, the Google, the Amazon, the iHeartRadio, anywhere, if you haven't already, go hit the subscribe button, go rate, go review, and uh, definitely come join the Facebook group. Uh, for anybody that's watching live right now, you're already in the Facebook group. So we love you. And uh, definitely check out Wait On Monday, October 26th. We've got something special for you. 11 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun because I'm pretty sure, Ron, everyone wants to gain more visibility, gain more traffic, and gain more sales. Guys, we thank you so much for being a part of the Hindsight Hackers community.